Welcome back to On the Corner of Well and Why. I'm your host, Allie, and this is where we discuss real estate for millennials interested in exploring what it takes to get themselves a piece of the pie. This week's episode is with Edna Keep, and she is just absolutely adorable. We talk about working with a coach and taking classes and how those are wonderful ways to get started on our journey of buying real estate. To quote Edna from this episode, new level, new devil, and we talk about the mindset shifts that come with more responsibilities and leveling up in life to reach that next goal. Edna shares with us the delivery that works for her students and her team when pitching to an investor to buy property, and we go into what it takes for not just single-family home investing, but also multifamily home investing and larger apartment complexes and kind of breaking down the idea that it's really hard to do and only certain people can do it. So I absolutely adore this conversation because I love anyone that makes me feel like something is just one step ahead of me when really I know there are a lot of other steps to take. And Edna does a really, really super job with that. So I really hope that you get something from this episode. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Edna, I am so eager to learn from you today and very excited to be connected because you are a real estate investment and mindset transformation coach. I personally have a couple certifications, specifically yoga and health coaching, and I love to see that you're in a similar boat despite many miles ahead of me, of course. But I love that you've put the two together because it really is all intertwined. You're also the author of a book called Multiple Ways to Wealth. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure, Ali. I'm excited to be talking with you. Me too. So why is it that you've bridged the two concepts of real estate investment and mindset together as your work? What is the mindset it takes to be a multi-million dollar investor? Well, you know what? I've learned over the years that you don't have success unless your mind is in the right place. And if you do, you're constantly fighting to get it back, you know? And so that's why I tied the two together because I believe that every time you're going to a new level in your life, new level in business, you know, making your relationships better, anything like that, new level, new devil. So you have to change your self-image. You have to change the way that you talk to yourself and all that sort of stuff. And if you don't do that, you're going to keep falling back, you know? And so I found that training people on mindset uh, got to be a big part of what I did just so that I could keep people moving forward on their goals and, and continued success. Right. So naturally, that was just a part of the process. And then you realized you may as well incorporate it intentionally. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. And do you think even people that are working on their mindset like this, in you know, with you, and you're saying, if you don't do that, you fall back. Do you think we fall back a little bit no matter what? And that's just part of growth? Absolutely, I do. But you know what I found over the years, too? So my, my background, my story is I became a single mom at age 16. And I was a C student in school. So not not that great. And I became a multimillionaire real estate investor. So it, it's definitely a growth period that has to happen. But what I found is I would have significant growth. You know, I'd read the books, Think and Grow Rich and follow Tony Robbins and all those people. And I would read it. I would get a, a base understanding of it. And and so I always kept moving forward. But then, you know, stuff would happen and I lose interest in what I was working on or things weren't working the way I expected them to. I wasn't making the income that I wanted to make, different stuff like that. So I would, you know, get all frustrated and then I would just 
I, but, but well, actually on the, on the success projection, I feel, okay, yeah, I'm successful now. I don't have to do all that stuff anymore. And what I learned is it's ongoing. And unless your goals stop, and if your goals stop, then you're going backwards. I don't care who you are, you're going backwards. So you always have to be setting bigger goals to grow. And goals are meant to grow. They're not meant for you to get. And and for people who, and, and I was one of these, people who think, oh, I got that goal. Because, you know, I, I used to uh, live in subsidized housing. I, my daughter was in subsidized daycare. I earned minimum wage or slightly above in an office job. And um, all the people around me, oh, you got such a good job because my friends were like waitresses and stuff. And I had an office job, weekends off, you know, you're so lucky. And and they couldn't understand why I kept wanting more. But I did. I just wanted more and I wanted more. And every time I hit a new level, I still wanted more. And now I've understood that we're meant to go through that. And every time you hit that goal, you're not meant to stop there. You're meant to, you know, enjoy it for a few moments and regroup and set a new goal and go after it like that. And I think if you don't have the right mindset training, that you'll constantly live in a state of frustration uh, or you'll keep slipping back. Like I said before, you'll slip back because you're because you're not immediately setting that new goal. Does that make sense? Yes, definitely. That's like having the goal of happiness where that's just that shouldn't be the goal. It should be habits, right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) I love that so much. Thank you. I know you mainly work with people who are already doing this kind of business, but how can somebody like myself who doesn't necessarily have the capital or income yet to start investing in real estate, but has a deep desire to do so down the line, leverage other people's time, money, and knowledge to get started in investing in real estate? Well, you know what we did is uh, when we first uh, gained an interest, we took first an evening course, which was like three hours, just an introduction. Uh, At the end of the three hours, we signed up for a three-day course. And at the end of the three days, we signed up for a year-long course, which was like 27,000 US. And so each step, you know, because everyone interested us, like the three-day, three-hour evening was like, oh, that's really interesting. Three-day weekend, wow, we want to know more. We want to do more. We want to do what you guys are doing. And and so that's the way, you know, I find that um, uh, there's so many strategies in, uh, in real estate that you can follow. Uh, and our first probably year was trying to figure out what strategy we wanted to follow. Did we want to do uh, rent to own lease options? Uh, Did we want to be the money partner? Did we want to be the managing partner? Did we want to focus on uh, buy, repair, renovate and and refinance and keep? Do we want to focus on that strategy Uh, and, and all that sort of stuff? So it took us a while to figure it out. And it wasn't until we decided to focus on multifamily that, uh, and we bought our first multifamily in 18 months, um, that we really started to see success. So when, when I work with people is, you know, they've got an understanding, they know, like real estate, they've done some reading, they've done some training, they've maybe got two or three houses already, and now they really want to scale their business. That's what most people come to me. I have taken absolute beginners, so I had two young guys that worked with me um, for two years, and they were both still actually living at home. They didn't even own their own place. They were uh, in their uh, living with their parents, and they read some rich dad books, and they knew they wanted to get into real estate. Within two years of working with me, they owned 72 doors, making 8000 a month, and I think their net worth had increased $800,000. So the key is to be around 
like-minded people, first of all, so that you can even open up your imagination to what's possible. And then work with somebody who can hold your hand through it because there's a learning curve there as it is with any strategy you decide to go with. Um, There's a learning curve, but the strategy is just a part of it. Then it's the experience of going through the, the purchase. I always tell my students, you know, you can study till the cows come home, but it's not till you actually buy a building that you're even going to know that you know what you know, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that, that is what I keep telling them. And until you do it, you'll keep thinking you don't really know, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that makes so much sense to me because that's like the process of even just buying your first home. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to buy a home. And then even just putting in an offer. I'm wor- I work with a lot of first-time home buyers, which I love. And it's just so cool to put in the first offer. And even if we don't get the house, it's like, you know so much more now. You yeah, know how to put an offer into better. a house. Yeah, yeah, that's what I keep saying. So yeah, same page, just multifamily properties instead of a single family home. But it's the same process. The first one's always the scariest. And then the, by the time somebody comes back to you and they're buying their second home, they're going, oh, I know that, I know that, I know the routine, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, I noticed that you usually suggest skipping over the single family rentals and going straight into multifamily properties. But I'm curious as to why, why not start small? Well, you know, that's what everybody's taught. So they think that's what they have to do. And rightly so. You know what? I felt the same way. Uh, We had bought, um, we owned 50 doors in 18 months, but we were buying single family homes, condos, that sort of thing, a duplex. And I was sitting in front of a realtor one day and I said to him, I said, you know, we want to buy 20 houses this year. And so, of course, at that time, we can't get any more mortgages. So I had to bring in um, partners and stuff. And he said, Edna, why don't you just buy a multifamily? And, and I said, well, I can't. I don't own enough property yet. You know, it was just, I just really didn't think. And he said, no, you could. He says, you've got a decent net worth. You know, you've already raised capital. You've partnered with other people already. And I said, oh, interesting. And he kind of gave me a few nuances. And I said, um, well, what do you got? Do you, do you have a multifamily for sale? And he goes, matter of fact, I do. He says, I have a 24 unit on my desk right now that's going to hit MLS tomorrow. And I said, okay, well, let me lock it up so it doesn't hit MLS. And so I put it under contract that day and, uh, and they accepted it the next day. And that's how we got our first apartment building. But, you know, the realtor said to me, he said, and I'll help you. He says, I've been through, I've purchased many multifamilies already, so I'll help you. He says, you won't be alone. Um, and I went, oh, okay, well, then let's do it. And that's that's how we made our first purchase. That's amazing. Yeah, that, I love that. And that actually leads me into one of my questions because would, I was going to ask if you suggest having a team for this kind of pursuit and what does the breakdown of the type of partners for this kind of work look like? Yeah. Well, you know, we we always teach that it's best to have team members who own real estate. So your realtor and and especially multifamily. So realtor, mortgage brokers, uh, lawyers, different stuff like that, even accountants, because if they own it, they really understand it. And then they can actually advise you. Otherwise, you're training them, you know, and we've done it. We've trained, uh, you know, we trained our accountant, we trained our lawyer because there wasn't a real estate lawyer in our smaller community that we knew of. And we really liked the guy we were working with. So we just kind of trained him and it worked out to be a really, really good relationship. But I see people sometimes 
going to, um, you know, their cousin or, you know, they want to support, which makes sense. But it's, it, there's too much of a learning curve. They don't understand cap rate and forced appreciation and different stuff like that. And, uh, and, and really the realtors earn every penny, don't they, Ali? Like they do, they, they earn every penny. And so you need, you need them to be on your team. You need them to understand what you're looking for so that they can help you. That doesn't mean that they're going to train you because they're not. You need to know your stuff before it gets to that point. But those people on your team, and you know what? They basically all work for you for free until the deal happens. So it's not like you're retaining them and putting money up out front. And that's the thing that people really need to understand. And uh, and and if you if you skip those steps, it's so hard to do it by yourself. You know? Yes, I can't imagine. Yes, I mean even just for sale by owners, like I don't know how or why people decide without the experience and the expertise to try to do it on their own it, there's so much especially their first home like you know I can see after if they're if they're into fixing and flipping and they're doing like 10 houses a year yeah. well yeah there's a different strategy but you know still most yeah. of the people I know that do that still have the realtor to do stuff with just because there's stuff that needs to be done and it's time consuming and realtors are the professionals and they're the ones who should be doing that not you trying to save yourself a dollar you know Ellie, that is the number one thing that I find that holds people back over the years of being able to scale their business is trying to do everything themselves. You know, um, when we we were inducted into Robert Kiyosaki's Hall of Fame and within the 18 months of us starting because we bought 50 doors and uh, people kept saying, oh, and how the heck did you do that? How the heck did you do that? And, you know, uh, I'd say, well, you know, we took the same training here, you know, a year and a half ago tell me what you've been doing. Well, you know, we bought this house and we managed it ourselves because we want to save that hundred bucks and we do all the maintenance on the weekends because, you know, my husband's really good at that kind of stuff. Every single time I realized, okay, you can get four doors usually and you're done. You're dead in the water because you have no time. You have no time to shop for buildings. You have no time to shop for partners, all that kind of stuff. And, and or spend any time on personal growth because you're doing all this day-to-day -day stuff that you should be hiring other people to do. That was the biggest thing I found that held people back. So they took the initial training, but then they got stuck in this, I, I call it stepping over dollars to pick up dimes, you know? Because mm -hmm. we went on and we bought deals that would pay us $75,000 acquisition fee. Uh, we flip deals or, or refinance deals that put like $100,000 in our pocket. And these guys are saving $100 a month so that they don't have to pay a property manager. Is that a little ludicrous? Yeah. Or maybe shopping for all their own houses without uh, using a realtor's help. You know what I mean? Right. Wow. Yeah, that's really, really great advice. So what's the best way to raise investor capital? You know, the best way is to educate people because there's a lot of people out there, Ali, that would love to invest in real estate because it's one of the most solid investments out there if you know what you're doing. And, and you know, the lenders will tell you that too. I mean, where else can you get 85% financing on a multifamily? You know, first-time homebuyers, they do, but you can, a rental property, it's 20% down minimum. We can get apartment buildings with 15% down. And we can get vendor financing of another 5 or 10%. And, and a lot of people 
don't think about that. They just they just think, well, oh, apartment building, I got to come up with all that money. And you mentioned before about how to get into it and use investor capital. Well, a lot of times we get uh, secondary financing from the seller. So a seller is a predisposed real estate investor. What are they going to do after they've been investing in real estate for the last 20, 30 years? Are they going to take their money and put it in the stock market or GIC? Likely not, you know, so they're predisposed to stay invested with you. Uh, you can give them a decent rate of return, have second mortgage on their property. You know, there's no downside like that. And for those outside of predisposed uh, investors are the people that don't have time to do it themselves, but, you know, love what you've taught them. You know, you teach them about cap rate and, and how they make money on an investment, how they make money as a passive investor. And, and you know, I have students doing it from day one. Like I said, don't feel like you have to finish the whole course. If you learn something today, go teach it to somebody. Go teach it to somebody. Because when you start to lock, you actually lock your learning in by teaching it with, to someone. And and why not? Um, maybe it's your son, maybe it's your daughter, maybe it's your neighbor, maybe it's your dad. And when you're starting to educate them, uh, and you know, you're not trying to sell them, you're just educating them, and then they start to see what you're doing. Uh, I was just talking to one of my students yesterday who I hadn't talked to in quite a while. And uh, he bought his first, I think, two buildings working with me. This year, he said, Edna, I'm going to make, I'm going to hit 100 doors. And he said, I've got this one and this one. He starts naming off all these deals that he's working on. And two years ago, when he started with me, he had a couple single family homes. That's it. You know, so it, it can happen rather quickly with the right direction and learning the whole system to put in order. Do you know how many people I am? Um, you know, they, they try to get vendor financing from, from a seller, but they ask for it in all the wrong times. And then they say to me, oh, I've tried that so many times and I can't do it. I can't do it. It doesn't work. We do it all the time. It's not that it doesn't work. It's that you don't work. And you don't work because you don't know the proper language. You don't know the times to do it. And if you ask right up front, people are going to look at you and go, yeah, another broke investor. I got to carry all the way through this process, you know, so that that doesn't work. So you need to know what you're talking about when you go into to sellers and to potential investors. So th those are some of the challenges I see people run across and, and they blow their their initial people out of the water by hounding them to invest with them when really they don't even know anything yet. Like, like imagine this, Ellie, I'm going to come to you. So Allie, I, I don't have any of my own money. I want to buy an apartment building and I haven't done it before. Would you give me some money? What do you think <laughs> the chances are, right? No, no. In fact, no. But if you go in and you go, you know, Allie, I work with a team of uh, real estate entrepreneurs that own over $75 million worth of real estate, primarily multifamily. And we're, we're looking to buy in this area. Say you're speaking to a realtor and we're looking at, uh, you know, uh, an appreciation play, you know, something where it's under rented or undervalued or the old landlord hasn't kept up, that sort of thing. You go in with confidence it's a different story. And, and, and the other thing is, you know, if you go in and say, you know what, I found a deal, a really great deal, and I'm doing this deal regardless, but here's an opportunity for you if, if you think it makes sense for you now. Uh, and then that's when things start, start to happen for you. But it's definitely confidence. You can't go in with that, please, please. You know, we need to understand that we have the gold. We have the gold. Uh, not not the people with the money. There's lots of people out there with money. You just have to educate them 
and get them to invest with you. Um, so there's some powers of persuasion in there, you know, that sort of stuff. But, but you know what? Those are all learned abilities, all learned abilities. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> um, so actually something that you just said, you said something about a good deal. So everybody's always looking for that perfect property and they say, I don't want it if it's not a good deal. How does one assess to buy the right piece of real estate? Is there such thing or is it subjective? Very much subjective. Yes. You know, uh, I had a mentor once who told me, he said, you know, my biggest net worth increases over the years, and he'd been doing it 30 years at that point. He says, just came from average deals. Uh, you know, market value deals that I bought and I just held long term. But you know what? I do see lots of people. Oh, I can't buy a deal unless it's a home run. Do you know, in the 14 years we've been doing this, we've only had three home runs out of all that time. The rest of them just been average deals. But the, you know, we've we've done the burst strategy. Uh, we've done done well. Uh, we've flipped a couple, done well. You know, but the the long term holes are what's really made us our cash flow, got us our mortgage pay down that's going through every month, and average deals in a lot of cases. So your long term holds, meaning you buy it, you fix it, and you rent it out. Yeah, long-term buy and hold. And, you know, we we buy most of our properties already fully tenanted. So we work around the tenants. And we do that, again, because then you can get financing in place. So you get financing in place. You do your magic. And then maybe in a year or two, you can uh, refinance at a higher value, get your investors paid out early. Those are what I call home runs because if you get your investor paid out in 12 or 18 months, and then you can do it again, but you're not going to get that every day, you know, and, and I see people stop doing deals because they don't get that, that, um, that home run. And that's another thing people have to get over because that's just not going to happen every day of the week. You know, uh, I, I teach my students, you know, go for uh, decent cash flow on a building. And um, from there, what you can do, you can increase rents. You can decrease expenses. You can have, you know, fine-tuned property management, stuff like that. That's where you, that's where your money's really made. Your long-term wealth is really made. Yeah, that all makes so much sense. Thank you so much. When you when you say doors and you bought a property, you said with 24 apartments or something, would you consider that 24 doors or one door? 24 doors. Yeah. 24. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I also read that you have a five-step investor attraction system. Do you mind sharing that with us? Uh, yeah, no, for sure. You know what? I find that um, there, there's there's five things that we need to know. One is mindset, first of all. Um, stop thinking so small. Uh, and, and just to give you another example, you know, one of the first duplexes we ever bought we probably overpaid for it by 5000 Some people would have just let that deal go because they wouldn't negotiate. We made five, we made a thousand bucks a month on that property. So there's mindset shifts like that that have to happen for people. Um, and, and they can start thinking about going big right away. Like, like most people start with one or two houses because it's like, okay, I bought my house. I know how to do that. I can do it again. All I have to do is add the step to add the tenant, right? So it's just one more extra step, a little higher down payment, that sort of thing. But multifamily, there's a few steps that have to happen. But once you know and understand those steps, it's actually no harder to buy a multifamily building than it is to buy a single family house. It's no harder. Um, then you need to find and analyze the right deals. And you don't do that 
just by saying, okay, I figured that house out on my own, you know, that sort of thing. You need some training so that you can understand how to not just analyze a building to make sure that it's going to work for you, be able to get financing and all that kind of stuff, cash flow, but also analyze the area because it makes such a difference. There's reason that some, you know, buildings are, you know, people avoid them. It's because they're very high maintenance. And if you, and, and lots of people make really good money in those areas, but it's a whole different ball game than ones that where you get your traditional tenants staying a year or two, like different story and not damaging your properties and stuff like that. So finding and analyzing the deal is so very important. And then the other one is using other people's money. You know, you really can't scale. Uh, well, some people can, but most people cannot scale without bringing in investor capital. And there's and there's more than one reason for that. One is uh, in multifamily, you need to have at least 25% net worth of whatever you're getting for a mortgage. So if you're getting a million dollar mortgage, you need 250,000 in net worth. So, and, but that can be the group of people that are working together. So that allows you to scale. Otherwise, it takes you a lot longer, you know, to build that network and on and on and on like that. So that that's another reason really use other people's money. Um, and then other people's knowledge and skills too. You know, you've got to hire a mentor because that, again, you can take 10 years to learn a system or you can follow a system that would take you 12 weeks to learn it and then do the actual work. And those, those, that's the five-step system that people really need to adopt to be able to scale a business. Amazing. And you have a system because you coach people through this. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You want to tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So I have a program called 90 Days to 5K. And the uh, premise there is that in 90 days, they're going to know exactly what it takes for them to be earning 5000 a month cash flow from their buildings. I used to say passive income, but you know, there's nothing really totally passive when it comes to real estate. Something always, you always have to be looking after it. It's like a business. Even if you're the boss, there's things that have to happen. So, uh, so the premise is that in 90 days, you'll know the system. So you'll know what to do. And, and that's what I call the strategy. Every single way to buy real estate. And there's so many ways you have to learn the strategy first, because if you don't, you're just flying by the seat of your pants. Then the next thing is to be around like-minded people. So I built a community of people who are buying their first few deals, you know, one, two, three deals. Um, and again, if you're around like-minded people, you are adopting their beliefs, you know, because if, if you're background people who've never done it, what are they going to tell you? Oh, you can't do that. Who do you think you are, Allie? Like, what do you mean? You only own three houses. You're going to try to buy an apartment building. What do you mean using other people's money? You can't do that. You got, That's illegal. Like, there's all this kind of stuff that people who don't know will tell you. So getting around like-minded people is so, uh, so crucial. So being in that like-minded environment, you're going to look at people and you're going to go, wow, that person started like three months ago and they already have a property under contract. They already got their first investor. It is doable. They're no smarter than me. They just learned the system. And then the, the third key in my program is, is me. I coach people through the whole process because when you're working on a live deal, I don't care if you learn the strategy, applying it to a live deal, there's always things that come up. And you got to hold your, you got to do things in a certain order to make things happen so that things happen on a certain timeline so that you actually own that building in three, four months. So that those are the three keys that I cover off in my program. 
Amazing. You are incredible. Thank you so (laughs) much for being here. This was so lovely. Um, Where can we find you and how can we support you? Uh, Best way to find me is I have a website and it's just ednakeep.com. My email address is edna at ednakeep.com. And I'm all over social media. So all they have to do is Google me uh, or search me on any of the platforms and they'll find me. And then if uh, I, I have a 20, 25 minute video that I like people to watch, uh, which I believe you're going to get access to for your audience. And if it's something that really interests you to explore further, then I recommend booking a strategy call with uh, either myself or one of my team members to just walk you through the process and see if it's a fit. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. And I've learned a lot and I can't wait to listen back and just kind of take some notes at this point. <laughs> Good. I'm so glad I can add value to you, Allie. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Well, that is a wrap, folks. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and sharing with us your time, your attention, and your ears. I know we all have so many places that we can be. I apologize for the audio. and <laughs> There were maybe some birds back there, some clinkering around. I'm not sure, but... It was definitely full of knowledge and wisdom, and I hope that you're able to take some notes on that. So thank you, Edna. I can't wait to follow along with what you do next and how you continue to grow and expand what you already have going on for you right now. This week, I really don't have too many side notes, (laughs) surprisingly. Generally, I have a lot to say. However, I just wanted to, in terms of mindset and being on the corner of well and why, rest when you got to rest, drink your water, make sure you're taking good care of yourself. I just went to Maine with my friend and it was absolutely incredible. I came home, hit the pavement, still haven't even unpacked. It's Thursday and I got home Monday night. So that is no bueno. have so much laundry to do. There's just always so much to do, but just you know, that was just something I wanted to say. I just took a quick midday nap because I needed it, you know? (laughs) Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Let me know if there's anything that you want to hear more of in terms of real estate from any angle, which is relative because I love making this bigger than just buying and selling property. And if you or anybody you know and love is looking to buy and or sell real estate in the near future, please reach out with any questions. I love just being someone that can be an advisor for you, an educator, or just a conversation. So that's it. (laughs) Thank you. I love you. And ta-ta for now.